Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate marriage, family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I am here with my teammate, co-host, and the president of Canacuck Camps, Joe White. Joe, wow. say hello to the wow. people. Shay, I am really, really thrilled to be with you today. I'm a little shorter than I was last time. That's right. You keep having procedures <laughs> that... Uh, I'm 5'1". Five 5'1 one. Five one now? 5'1 one now, yeah. Got two little short feet, but uh, legs, but, uh, but, ha- but a happy heart. Glad to be here. Well, 5'1", but still as tall as an oak tree in my mind. <laughs> um, today, we're going to talk about family, and the title of our conversation is The Life and Times of the COVID mom. Joe, in the seven decades preceding this, have you ever heard that phrase before, the COVID mom? Shay, I have not. It is 2020, and I'm hearing it more often now, but never before. I know. Officially, <laughs> it is a thing. No, it's not. But but today, uh, Shay, I'm so excited to introduce to you our two guests. Um, Ashley... Your bride uh, is a mother of uh, a tribe. This is true. A beautiful tribe, by the way, lovely children, ages 10, 9, 7, 6, 4, 1, 49 chickens. That's She's right. a farm girl. Somewhere uh, six, Four bunnies, I understand, and a cat whose name I under, just is the cat named Steve. Well, actually, Joe— the cat's name is Steve the Cat. Steve the Cat. Yes. I don't know how he gets a name with all the chickens and bunnies out there, but <laughs> uh, but but uh, but Ashley is one of my, and she knows this, but she's one of my just mom heroes, person heroes. Um, she's helped us direct K two for several years. She's great with kids. She's a great speaker. Um, sweetest mom. Um, and then uh, also our guest is Rachel Sparks. And boy, you talk about a fantastic woman of God. This dear lady has been uh, directing the lady side of K-Country for several years while being the mom of three wonderful children. Um, I don't know, Rachel, I'm going to embarrass you, but Rachel's an enchanting person. She's a fascinating person. And everybody around Kennecott Camp looks up with, to Rachel. But, but, but Shay, I just want to say this broadcast is for the busy mom, the happy mom, the hero mom, the overworked and underappreciated mom, the courageous mom, and yes, it is for the COVID mom as the well. The COVID mom. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Rachel, we're going to start with you. You know, we're talking about some of these unique challenges that moms are facing, and truly they are one of a kind, something that we've never experienced before. Tell us, you know, help empathize with the moms out there. What are we What are we facing out there for the COVID mom? Yeah, gosh. I mean, I think the list could go on for a really long time. Uh, off the top of my head as I was thinking about this, 
There's so much uncertainty. There's uncertainty of schedules, of if your kids are in school, if they're not, if things that you've had planned from vacations to weddings, if they're even going to happen. So uncertainty, I think, is at the top of the list for this whole time. There's safety. I think mamas are balancing just the safety of their families, Mm -hmm. of their kids. You're thinking more about health and hand washing and germs than probably mamas ever have before. There's moms that are learning how to be homeschool teachers probably when moms probably would never even pull that from their repertoire of saying that they were a teacher. They've had to learn how to do that. And on top of that, they're the coach, they're the principal, they're still um, working jobs sometimes, trying to figure out groceries in the midst of stores being opened and closed. How do we, how, how do you do that? <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired. Me too. I just started. There's so much more on the list. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. Don't stop, Rachel. Well, I mean, it, it's things that just our world is so tumultuous right now. So mamas are balancing their fear, their worry, their anxiety, also while trying to help their kiddos navigate times and conversations that I think none of us anticipated having to have with our kids. Um, So it is, it's, it's, it's a lot for moms today, I think. Oh, it sounds exhausting, Shay. No doubt. You know, Ashley, we obviously couldn't see this coming. What are some of the things that caught you off guard with this wave of COVID-19? Well, a lot. Um, Definitely never, ever thought we would be in a season where our country was in a lockdown and things were closed and schools were closed and all these things became first for moms out there. And I was, as I was studying before this, just what caught me off guard, I wrote three things. And the first top one, I don't know if Rachel, you can attest, but just the spectrum of emotions. Um, They shift quickly. Mm -hmm. They come quickly. They um, can change on a dime. And you just, the spectrum of emotions from it was a good day. um, And all the things that came with covid things slowed down. We had all this family time. Dinners were around the table. All these good, mm. but they were also coupled with the the opposite end of that spectrum being I was sad of of the loss of things. Um it was hard. Days were hard. Six children asking mom 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 all the time. And what it honestly climaxed to that really caught me off guard was the morning that I kind of had to experience as a mom of the morning of loss of control, the morning of um, my kids loving their teachers and not getting to finish out basically a whole semester, couple months, um, the morning of just life not being kind of what I wanted it to be um, in this very, very bizarre um, season as a mom. And so lots of spectrum emotions. I think the rhythm, the thing that caught me off guard was the rhythm we found, but while still missing the old one, I think we found our rhythm in, at least for the Robbins household, we found a rhythm with homeschooling four different grades and all those things. This was kind of more towards last spring and even for summer. But then I still had what caught me off guard was still missing the old one of normal school and normal friends and normal birthday parties and not these drive-bys. And so I had this tug of loving some of the things that were about, like in front of me, but also still missing 
and and being sad about the things that weren't. Um, and then one thing that did caught me off guard, and, and this is a positive, and this can be different in every household, but um, for me, I really did see the friendship of our kids really blossom because they didn't have classmates. They didn't have teammates. They didn't have any other people from the outside world. And all of a sudden, it was just our six. And they had to, don't get me wrong, listeners, there was still <laughs> fights and bickering and he touched my elbow and I don't want him to touch my elbow or whatever the conversation was. But we really, on the good days, and there were good days, there was this friendship that really blossomed in those months of the lockdown, especially that really caught me off guard that I didn't even know my kids were really missing that all of a sudden I saw in our six of like these little sweet friendships mm-hmm. and creativity and imagination and, and those things that really in a good way caught me off guard. Ashley, as I hear you and Rachel uh, sharing so honestly, thank you. Um, I don't My heart is I hear you in the emotional, you know, ups and downs and upheavals. I feel my heart, um, Stirring and kind of in a, you know, in an in an emotional, um, it just feels kind of I don't know. Can you tell me as I feel your angst, as I feel your difficulties? Can you tell us just about one day when you just broke down and cried, when you <laughs> just started crying? Do we just have time for one day or <laughs> many days? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I wrote that in our notes. Um, there were, we've had two nights where, you know, again, Shay could come in one day and he'd be like, how is the day? Which was always a little bit of an eggshell question, I think, for husbands walking in after, if they were still able to go to the office or whatever. And there were a few days where it'd be like, it was a great day and kids were good. And then the next day, it was like everything had hit the fan. And I what, I felt like I was failing. I felt like I was kind of spiraling into just how do I homeschool all these different grades and they're gonna, their brains are going to turn into mush because of me and I, all this responsibility. And marriage was hard because you couldn't get time. All the children were here all the time. There was nowhere to go. The walls were closing in on you. Yes. The walls got really small. And there, I mean, there's not an easy answer to that outside of, I'm really thankful. I have another note in here for single moms and grandparents, but I, there was just moments. I just, there were just tears. There was no, I'm in tears now. There was no explanation of it. And there really wasn't anything that I needed somebody to fix because the world wasn't going to just wake up and COVID be gone. And I knew that. I knew the reality of that. But um, there were just days that emotion was really high and failure felt really high um, as far as just I yelled or I lost it or Piper's driving me crazy because she wasn't homeschooling for the moms in your younger years. My oldest four were and my youngest two weren't. And so Piper was everywhere. And the failure was really high and the Mm. guilt was really high Mm. and Mm. all the things, all the things were really high. And so there were Mm. days where tears came quickly and exhaustion was Mm. deep and, um, yeah, things crept in. There's not a great answer outside of like, yes, I felt that Joe. Mm. (laughs) Um, I don't have answer outside of, I just, you, I just would lose it after kids were finally tucked in. It was like, Mm. Shay, kinda... I don't. I don't think guys really get it. 
I mean, especially for the guys, and I'm speaking for myself, I was fortunate enough, you know, to be able to leave home. And I mean, we joke about it, but it's like driving away. It's like going on vacation, you know, <laughs> and I leave Ashley behind with six, four, she's educating, two are pulling at her. And I'm, I guess I'm smart enough to know that there's relief there. And when I come home at five, I can feel mm-hmm. the day that is worn on her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a husband, I feel like I've probably failed a thousand times myself, mm-hmm. um, not meeting those needs. Buddy, the thing I love about you, I love a lot about you, but that you do feel it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just hope, I know there's guys listening, uh, either husbands or fathers or maybe future husbands and fathers, but um, I think for a wife to have a husband there or coming home from work that really hears their wife's heart and he feels their tears. You know, empathy is hearing with somebody else's ears, seeing with somebody else's eyes, and feeling with somebody else's heart. And I love it, Shay, that you tend to do that well because you love Ashley so much. Um, but I think sometimes we're, I'm, I probably, oh my goodness, I probably was terrible at that. But mm-hmm. Ashley, thanks for letting us know how it yeah. feels. If I can just say something, even to the dads, um, and this, again, would be different for every marriage, but Ashley just touched on this. Guys, don't ever come home and say, what did you do today? Hmm. It's like the most burdensome question sometimes, or it was for me. What did you do today, and what's for dinner? Don't ask those questions. (laughs) One is crippling, and one is infuriating. Yes, I don't know. Right now, I'm stuck. What do we do? Because I think, daddies, there's like this pressure when you have changed diapers and you've cut up little bits of pieces of food Mm -hmm. and you've played blocks on the floor sometimes that is so hard to quantify and to put that into a day how about how was your day Mm-hmm. Um, better. better, better, maybe even just have that conversation between spouses of what question yeah. would be helpful. Bless your heart. Yeah. What? Yeah. What, you know, what was a, what was a blessing in your day today? Or what was hard in your day today? Um, just asking questions because mamas just feel that pressure. It's so hard to quantify in your day what you did when you're taking care of littles mm-hmm. or you possibly explain to somebody how to spell a word 10 times for their paper or whatever. And so it can feel like you didn't accomplish anything, mm-hmm. but yet you were pouring yourself out all day long. Mm-hmm. And mamas, I want you to know it is okay to absolutely love being with your kids and adore the time with them and want to run away from them all at the same time. <laughs> That's the spectrum. I mean, That's it what is. caught me off and guard. You can mm-hmm. feel both of those things within a moment. And sometimes guys, when they hear us frustrated, in a loving way, they want to fix it. And there really is Don't no do fix. That. Don't fix. Yeah. Well, there isn't a fix because yeah. we wouldn't run away if we were right. given the chance. But it right. also is like mind-numbing and frustrating and like wonderful all at the same time. So moms have this ability to like feel all those things at once. Mm. And it doesn't always make sense, but we do. Mm. (laughs) It's a very complex brain that's up here all the time. We don't know. No, no. But I want to help here as a a husband and father. 
uh, honey, hi, how can, I, how, can, how can I be of help to you? Is that safe? Yeah. Yeah, I think too. Give me a break. I think too. Here's the deal too. I think when you're in a marriage that is older than if you maybe like a couple years, you're not the newlyweds. Kids have been added. I think too. Shay can walk in the door, and I guarantee. I'm guessing Colin can too. He can feel sure what the day has Just been. Feel. If it if I'm bebopping and you know still laughing at the children, he's like, okay, how are you today? How was the day? And that doesn't set me ablaze. Okay. If he walks in and I and I'm like, here's Sage, poopy diaper, go. <laughs> he knows it's not a good day. day. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give yeah, it to me. yeah. So he knows in that moment, kids outside with me or you know and and then he may circle back later and say yeah, yeah. tell me about the day today yeah. tell me about um the day. once the kids are all down and I can like have that space okay. but good. I do think one thing dads can do is when they walk in assess the um the, the, the air of, of the, the house yes <laughs> the, the yes. temperature of the room and your wife to go yes. okay how can I how can I ease into this space kiddos Let's go outside and play. Let you know, we're doing Chick Fil A tonight because <laughs> you just know that your wife cannot prepare a meal. Then do Chick Fil A or whatever. But and okay. they were okay. seasons of like yes. different seasons with littles or junior highers or high schools and now homeschooling is playing yes. into that. But there were seasons that we would have to communicate. Some days I needed him to kind of mm-hmm. rescue, and then some days he needed me to as well. Yes. I never wanted to negate that he could have had a really hard day at work. Too. Too, and there is like the hero of daddy coming home, but you have to kind of learn of like, okay, I need 10 minutes or you need 10 minutes and to how to assess that from there. Husbands, mom, live guys. with your wives in an understanding way. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a good session. Thank that you. was a really good, good session. Good. I didn't realize this was going to be all directed towards me, Joe, yeah. it's good. You're but I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. So, you know, as I hear you guys talk, there's really... You know, a, a mom is, there's, number one, there's your sanity, and then there's the sanity and health of your kids. So let's let's focus on moms themselves. One of the things that has been lost is a rhythm, and the, Ashley uses the word normalcy. She, you know, when we find our rhythm in normalcy, it's healthy, and there's margin, and you, know, you can do. She does things for herself that give her life, and COVID has has taken a lot of those things away. But would love for you guys to talk about number one, some of those losses, and then number two, what are some of the things that you've found in the new normal that are life giving? I'll go, and then you can go. Um, well, so many ways. Um, the sanity thing is a real deal, and right now, I even think in our world, mental health and self care are good trigger words that are important and good. And so um, I I wrote this down. I just put God made women and this could be different. So all the listeners, all the moms out there, my sanity and Rachel's sanity and how that felt tipped are may not be the same for you. Um, But 
I, I do remember some of the ways my sanity was cured was thankfully we had land for our kids to run around. And I remember one day our kids told me, I didn't even realize this, they had been outside for nine hours that day. Um, and I just sent them outside. So that was some of my sanity. But I do remember as far as losing it, what threatened it was I, in some days or some moments, especially that first week of homeschooling and getting all the emails from teachers and schools and figuring out what app we needed and all that stuff. Um, I felt like I couldn't breathe a little bit. Like I, I just couldn't breathe or move forward or move back. I got a little paralyzed in how am I going to do this? Um, I, I felt like during the days I never stopped moving. I, I would get up for Sage and then my big kids, and, and I'm not quite in teenage years, but these little tweens that I have that are my big two. And so I never stopped moving from a kid who had a hand raised or a hand on my shoulder or, you know, a diaper or anything. I never stopped moving. Um, I had one phone for four different grades and no, no internet because we kind of live off the grid a little bit. Um, the responsibility responsibility of their brains, like their education all of a sudden, which I know it in part falls to us as mom and dads, but also falls to teachers. And all of a sudden that was removed a little bit, although our school did amazing. Um, I thought about the movie where they're like, mine, mine, mine. It was that except mom. It's like <laughs> mom, 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 all the time uh, around my head. There was just this constant. And sometimes I would even find myself answering questions once Shay got home that like they would ask him and I would still jump in because I was still being like Rachel talked about the coach, the everything, the principal, the teacher, the mom, all the all the roles and the world stopped. But laundry didn't. Um, their their bellies didn't stop. They still required three meals a day somehow. And I will snacks. say 47 snacks oh. a day. <laughs> Groceries stop. didn't stop. Snacks. Parenting didn't stop. School didn't stop. And so the world stopped. But this mom life and dad's too. I don't want to negate that. But the mom life didn't stop, although the rest of the world had. And that was a weird sanity That's moment really for me. So question. I don't know what you would add or take away or what would be different for your the, sanity, right? The world right? stopped, but the mom's life didn't. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um, what was big for me early on for my sanity is I had to make a conscious decision to choose to think about what we could do um, rather than what we couldn't do. Um and just to have to do that brain switch to appreciate. Uh, and really, I think it's practicing gratefulness that I, I know all of us work on in different components. But we would talk about, okay, well, let's go to a movie. Well, the movie theater's closed. Okay, well, but we could set up a sheet in our living room and project a movie on. And it ended up being a memory that we'll remember for far longer than if we would have just gone out to a movie. So for me, my sanity came from um, focusing on what, what we could do rather than what we couldn't do. And then just for me personally, and again, this would be different for everybody, but we have had to take breaks from the news. I think just like the constant no influx of just that negativity, oh we saw early on how it wore on our kids <clears throat> um, and really how it wore on us. It just made hey, us look Rachel, at everything Rachel, negatively. Uh, Shay, that, that news in the house with children is a family killer because it evokes emotions in us as parents and we project those emotions on our children. So leave the TV alone. 
unless you're watching something kid-friendly with the kids, right? Sure, yeah. Or just have conversations with them. We talked with our kids about everything that was going on. They were very aware of everything happening in our world, but we got to deliver that rather than the TV delivering that. And we had great conversations around it. But mm-hmm. um, So those are just those are probably the two simple things for me that those, made boy, a big difference. That's great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Rachel and Ashley, you know, there's a lot of moms out there that are working moms, and they're facing a whole nother set of challenges. Talk to us a little bit about some of those factors that working moms are dealing with. Hmm. Oh, hats off. Yeah, truly. I can't imagine. I actually wrote down single parents, grandparents raising kids, um, and it probably, they didn't expect that period, but then in the middle of a lockdown, raising their grandkids, and then working parents. Um hats off. I, I I cannot imagine. I truly, truly can't trying to navigate all this. Um, I think for working moms, maybe specifically, I, um, I, I think if I had to sum up one thing just to hang my hat on, it would be just don't worry about what Instagram makes you feel like. Turn it off. Because I think a lot of moms are looking, and the way we look now in our world is through all this social media. So Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, I'm probably pretty clueless being off the grid, but all those things. So if I was a working mom in the nine months or in the whole year, that is going to fill a place of I'm failing, I'm failing, I'm failing. Well, their kids look really cute. And oh, they had a pajama day at their house because their mom's at home. And then this working mom that's having to navigate kids at home, if she then has an office to the side or if she, I don't even know how they are doing it all. Um, I just think I would say to you, grace upon grace upon grace, Mm. and you are enough and you're doing enough Mm. and your kids are going to be okay because you're there. Ashley, thanks for saying that. Um, and, And I'll just come behind you. I mean, so much just affirmation and we're just cheering on the moms that have all these different scenarios. I mean, I just, I can't imagine. I think specifically in some of our larger cities, things are so complicated with their jobs, with finding childcare, with figuring out education. And even now, you know, post-summer, things haven't changed that much. A lot of schools that open have already closed again. And so you're talking about I thought I had a plan, and my my plan just blew up again. Here we go again. And so just respect and honor and prayers towards moms that are juggling all those factors. I want to shift towards the kids. Um, if it's complex for adults, it's complex for kids. And um, I mean, from things as little as explaining why they're wearing a mask and why they can't run up to grandpa and grandma. Mm. Uh, This is some heavy stuff. Mm. What are some of your concerns as mommies for the kids as they're experiencing this? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's interesting as we've talked with our kids a little bit, they will always remember this. I mean, it is a Mm. life altering history making time that we're living in. Um, and we've asked them, we've kind of said, what do you think when you look back on this someday, what will you remember or what do you, you want to remember? Um, and so we just, 
and I think in our house, we've tried to really tell our kids we're going to be really honest with them, but we won't let fear rule our lives. We're not going to live by fear. Um, that's not going to be our first emotion that we run to or pull from. Um, I've been mulling a ton on in First Peter. It talks about always be prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have within you. And just getting to talk to our kids too about, well, why do we have hope? We don't know always that anything's going to be okay. Um, we're told we have troubles. First Peter tells us to not to be surprised by the fiery ordeal, but we have a hope that's bedrocked in Jesus. And so we tell our kids a lot. They can ask us any question and we'll answer it as honestly as we can. And we'll talk to them about that. And my kids are a little bit bigger now. So I, I can phrase things differently than you do probably for a two, three-year-old. We can really talk about it and play out scenarios. Um, so we're honest with them. And then hopefully we're getting to point them back to Jesus of that he is our hope. No matter what, no matter what this world is going to do, if we're in mass, if we're not, if we're in school, if we're not, that he is truly our hope and he's our rock that we can run to. And it's been fun to take um, those big world situations and then see how the Lord has used them in their lives. They're not worrying about losing a job, but they are worrying about what they're think about them and they're worrying about um, that grade that they're going to get in school. And so the principles that we talk about for the big world issues, it's fun to then see them apply that to those issues in their life. My 14 year old told my 12 year old last night, Brayden, hard things is where we learn stuff. We can't learn wow. a lot of good things without hard things. <laughs> and I was on the floor in tears, but gotta love that. It, it's fun when we are you know, as parents, we're struggling, we're grappling to, we're trying to hang on to that truth. Um, but it's fun. The Lord can even use that to, to trickle down into our kids for sure. You know, Ashley, I'm reminded of just as she kind of like described that lesson and how it played out in the Sparks home. This weekend, we were going to go on a family trip and we we're going to take an RV, which our family is, we, we love RVing. We are RV people, are we, we not? totally are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And so the kids had known about it for a month. So you got a lot of expectation built. We're so excited. Saturday morning arrives. We wake up 7 a.m. We need to be rolling out. And I go out to start the RV. And there was nothing. <laughs> I tried everything I could think of. And I could not get that RV started. And Ashley's out there. And we're just, <laughs> like kids are running out with their luggage, you know, that they pack I mean, themselves. And we're just like, yes. stop, you know. Hang Go on. back in the house. And I just, Ashley looks at me. She's like, you're going to have to make this good. You know, <laughs> like this is going to be. I made him do it. I said, you have to come tell him. I um, can't do it. Would you? But, well, I mean, it was so fun. So I walked in there and I shouldn't say it was so fun. Yeah. It, was, it was so fun to see how they responded. Yeah. So, I, you know, I shared the bad news with them. Um, but we talk about overcoming hardship in our home all the time. I mean, that's a part of the her language of our home. Not yeah, right? Like one of Ashley's statements around the house is life isn't fair. Mm -mm. And so we we just talked about you know, trusting that God had a purpose. Mm -hmm. I mean, perhaps he was keeping us safe. Perhaps he had a different plan, you know, for the timing of us getting home or whatever it might be. But it's okay to be sad. But we're not going to hold on to bitterness and the whys. Like we're going to accept 
the situation. And I, you know, I'm just thinking back over the last six months, I'm like, wow, like we've taken away a lot of lessons as a family. And I think perhaps we even got to see some of the character that they had developed in that moment because we jumped in our minivan and we had a great time. We did. 14 hour round trip. Yeah, I think, too, I I love Sparks Home. I feel like I just want to glean upon the wisdom. But I think one thing, too, there, this is so silly. There was this video that went around, and it was two little cousins. I don't know if y'all saw it, but two cousins that had not seen or touched um, since COVID had began. And I watched it one day thinking, this looks so silly or whatever. And at first, the mom's laughing, the two moms who must have been recording, and the two cousins are laughing. And all of a sudden, so they, they let, they're letting them hug for the first time. Um, you know, I don't know if restrictions had been lifted in their state or what, but they begin to hug and they're, they're giggly little nine and 10 year old around that age at first. And they're laughing and they're hugging. And then all of a sudden this video changes. And I was on my chair. I'll never forget. I think I had a kid asleep in my lap at the time. I don't even know what was going on, but these two kids start weeping and it turns into this Mm -hmm. moment of, I think for me as a mom, I want to do all those things. I want to point. We've been, I've been wrestling through Psalms 46 and talking about the fear and that the Lord shall not be The God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. And I want to do all those things. But I also want to be very aware that my kids could feel things that maybe they don't have the words for. I know 14-year-old probably does. My my seven year old might not. And as these cousins hugged, it turned from very funny and fun to a very like they were wailing because this physical you could just see this hug had happened. And I remember thinking, I just want to make sure that I give my kids this space to kind of feel whatever they not whatever they want to. I'm not saying free range emotion, but just allow them to go. Mom, I'm sad that I didn't get to have the rest of my year with Mm -hmm. my teacher or I'm sad I haven't seen my friends in three months and and to allow them to hear me say, mommy's sad too. Mm -hmm. And to allow them to know that that emotion is completely okay. And so this video, again, I don't know whose it was or what it was, but it did kind of stir in me as a mom to allow my kids to have space to go, how are you feeling with all this? Knox the other day in our car said, very simple question, but he said, Mom, how long is this going to last? And I, uh, Mom fail. I haven't followed up with that question to him to go, Betty, what are you feeling or what made you ask that? I promise I will. But um, it, those little moments, I think, are what I want to be really attuned to as a mom to see like the, the I don't think it's going to be this big, grand, this is how I feel about COVID from my 10-year-old. I think it's going to be, she melted down today over. Yeah you know, a snack or, okay, what's underneath that for her that maybe some of this is stirring from this bizarre season in our world. And that's what I want to make sure that my heart is, those moments are what I jump on. Shay, what Ashley's sharing is what the psalmist said, um, what you're sharing is apples of gold and settings of silver. And you weren't talking to us guys, but that is the greatest gift a man, I believe, can give to his children is to come in with great big ears and a very small mouth. Uh, Men, I think there's a purpose, especially as a family man, uh, to to have two ears and only one mouth, uh, to, 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 to come in the house 
and listen to what's going on in the house, to listen to our wife without, as Rachel said, without advice, without fixing, and to, and to take time. For us, it was laying by our kids. Those were sacred moments for me as a dad to, to lay by my kids at night. I would go by each bed, and I would take time, whatever time was needed. Sometimes it'd take an hour to make my rounds. And, I, and there was no coaching. There was no teaching men. There was no correction. There was no criticism. There was just, how are you doing, buddy? How'd it go for you today? How'd school go for you? Tell me if you had any, any sad or happy moments today. And men, once the question's out there, and, and ladies, possibly, perhaps for yourself, just listen. And it creates emotional safety between you and that child where the child feels okay about sharing their deepest hurts and needs with you. Thank you, Ashley, for opening that uh, precious can for us. Well, ladies, um, I just want to thank you for for sharing your hearts. Um, we don't pretend to have the answers. We're right in the middle of this with uh, all of our listeners out there. But uh, the one thing that we can count on is that God's word is a firm foundation. Uh, no matter what storms or wind is blowing, uh, we rest in him. And so today I'd love to close by praying over our listeners. We thank you for sharing your time with us today. And we hope that today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to family. Let me pray for you. Father, we just come to you and we thank you um, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for leading us through difficult times and through unprecedented times. We pray, God, that your spirit would breathe encouragement and uh, strength into the mommies out there that are navigating some really difficult situations. We pray. Uh, for joy in their home, for peace in their home, and for hope in their home. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to marriage, family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com.